live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Substandard, sponsored by the Black Tux. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you the Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look on our podcast and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Leave a review. I warn you now, this could be one of those episodes where it's really, unlike many of our other episodes, it's really about nothing. And... Um, Short and pointless, and uh, but we got to put something out this week. It's just that hard time of the uh, year when there's not that much to talk about. So, when the uh, people who are, who are on the podcast don't go see the things that we're going to be talking about I, on the podcast, I, ridiculous. I and tried. When uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll try. I tried, and we'll I'm get. Sorry, into are we that. taping already? Yes, we are. Oh, hey, hi. Hello. Uh, so, how are we, JVL? Uh, what is that in your hand? We have something very special to share with you today. It's called. The pencil. We've taken the most exotic graphite in the world and blended it into a raw that's hard, yet also soft, that leaves a line that's not black, but a rich gray. These lines you create with your pencil can be literally anything in your imagination. The pencil lets you unleash your creativity. And if you make a mistake, no bother. Just flip the pencil around. On the other end, we've installed a device which literally makes the lines disappear. And these erasing devices come in three colors, white, rose pink, and space gray. By inserting the pencil into your new eye sharpener, you can use it over and over again. We're so proud of our pencil, and we can't wait to see what you do with it next. Johnny Ivy, what did you get in here? It's my only contribution to the show this week. Now I remember. We were talking about this before. I was like, I don't remember who Johnny Ivy is. is. And now I remember it's- Go f*** yourself. It's my only bit. Leave me alone. So I've been honing my Johnny okay Ivy pencil bit. I don't. I don't understand why you're so angry. Why you're so angry with me? I was just saying that I. He just I was didn't remember. To, I was, he just didn't I just remember. Didn't rem- I, Johnny Ivy is not a person who I remember because uh, not because of you, but because I don't remember who Johnny Ivy is. He's he's the Apple Tech guru, right? Yeah, so, is that like the so is what it, or is AOL this? genius? AOL he, was he? he, yeah, was he the, Steve Case. He wears denim. He wears denim. Uh, what? Uh, what is the pencil? So what is this? The apple has a pencil. This is this is real. No, this is the joke. The joke. <laughs> Sorry, that's a great start. Great start, start, great start, start to the show. Great start to the show. Should we just end the episode already? Yeah, Here, I'm, well, sure. just I'm more than happy. I'm to. sure it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Sunny, how are you? And how is life post first cover story of the Weekly Standard? Tell Did us anybody what notice like. your cover story? I got a lot of I got a lot of really great <laughs> comments and kudos from people. I was pretty excited. What, like from who? who? Anybody who's a professional comedian, say, who's been, I don't know, the host of Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live? Did Colin Quinn tweet it out? I didn't... <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, Norm MacDonald was very nice to... Oh, did, did he, he just was... RT somebody else's no, he, mention of it? Well, he quote tweeted me. I mean, he's, you know, he's... Oh, he, he <laughs> on his own, typed his own words and said it was a great and everybody should read it. He did. Well, everyone should read it. That's, well, that's true. Getting, everyone should If I read I'm going to link it in show notes. Good. <laughs> Excellent. That's great. Uh... <laughs> I wrote the whole thing on one of those eye pencils, so it's uh, it's good that it's good that we're bringing it all back. Um, I great. I the first cover story. I only had the I had to leave. I had to intern and then work here for three years and then leave for ten years, and then that's then when that's cover when the story. cover story that's happens. Uh, that's, that's when that, that's how you well, make the magic. Uh, to be fair, 
Wait, so uh, from the time you first walked in the door at the Weekly Standard to the time mm-hmm, you got on the mm-hmm, cover was mm-hmm. how long? 16 years. 16 years. 16 years. But this is like I being never even the got player a... with the most number of years to never appear mm-hmm, in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. or something. And then That's went, a... and then went. And the truth is, I kept on vetoing. People would suggest, how about Sonny? That'd be, I said, no. Don't do it. So that's what happened. That's but now I I'm gone. Yet, but I hear I'm it's good. great. I yeah. never even never even got the slash. Never even that, got the slash. When I overheard so. you recover, I thought, oh, it, at most, at most, it would be a slash. Yeah. At most, well, people don't know what the slash is. You I'm sorry. On the uh, it's cover a term of, of art, the, it is a term of art. On the uh, mat, on C1, the the cover, uh, it's usually on the left side. It's a corner, little feature about an, uh, another piece, so that you have the main story is on the cover, and then there's a second story you put on the upper left corner. Uh, but anyway, slash. it was so, hold, a, on, it was, hold on, stop. Yeah. Okay. Sonny's piece was so important mm-hmm. that if you look yeah. closely at this cover, mm-hmm. no slash. Yeah, that's right. Wow. That's right. Not since 9-11. So <laughs> Sonny's piece was so yeah. big that we didn't even like, want to distract no. 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 readers no. No. with no. anybody no. else's no. things about, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Andrew mm-hmm. McCabe mm-hmm. and the Mueller investigation. Right. No. We just Trump. want to hone in. No. Congress. It is actually. Russia. That is, you know, but that is, that is, that is actually true. About, there's, there is significance to the no slash. The first time I noticed it when I was a kid was on a Time magazine when they uncovered Andrew Wyeth's mystery paintings. No slash. I said, this must be a big deal. Big story. People are still talking about people it. People still talking about it, and likewise, Sonny's cover story. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, uh, it was very, it was very popular. Lots of people read it. Got lots of good feedback on Twitter from people who generally hate me. So uh, oh, like who? it was, I don't know, just everyone. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was great. Uh, but thank you to the Weekly Standard for. Uh, Do you want to know how many people looked at it? No. Oh, well, I don't. You? I don't want to put that. I don't want to put that out there on the on <laughs> on on the podcast. A week from now, I feel like those are. I feel like those are trade secrets that you shouldn't reveal. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. That's it. Uh, but I mean, if you're curious, I could just tell you. Well, I'll, so I'll, many I'll, people save it. Save it for I'll off the blow air. Blow you away how many people <laughs> okay. read it. Save Remember, it for off after the air. your comment about Johnny Ivy, don't ask. Uh, uh, good. And how long did it take you to? Uh, Prepare this piece. Yeah, I don't so know. It's important probably for people wrote, to understand how this works. Uh, well, the, craft, the, the actual, craft. the actual writing. So the, if you haven't read it, it's about fifty five hundred mm-hmm. words on mm-hmm. TV and canon formation. It's a lot. It's Do a lot for me. Certainly, that this piece came from the substandard. The genesis of this piece is a conversation we had right here. Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's definitely something that we we'd been talking about for a long time. Which is that there's two, uh, yeah. It, but you were basically saying, I so co-wrote the, it. Basically, yeah. I I pushed for JBL to actually have a co-byline. I wanted it to be Sunny Bunch and Jonathan. Yeah, I just Last. don't like doing that anymore. And uh, you were so good, you know, at and, the co-byline JBL. And uh, it was it was vetoed by uh, by corporate. Oh. They were like, we don't want JBL to get any credit one. for this. Good. Uh, yeah. So it was it was. Uh, but it, the actual writing is probably I don't know thirty hours mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but the, I mean, like, you know, there was a lot of reading Research. and thinking mm-hmm. and naval gazing, sort of, a lot of naval gazing, a lot of naval gazing, a lot of TV watching. So I don't know, a couple months w- it, it, from, you... from like first conversation with Adam Kuyper, the literary editor here to on the cover was probably about four months. And, um, oh, I know we have a lot to cover in this jam packed, uh, monumental episode, but could you give us the gist of the story? Uh, no, I can't really <laughs> summarize it in it's, it's one that. sentence wow. for the I'm sorry. for the weekly I'm sorry. substandard podcast. This is a 5,500-word piece, and you said it took you 30 hours to write. That's 183 words per hour. Uh, 
You say that that's about right. too little well, or but too, I mean, a lot. But I mean, it, Joe it, Mitchell would spend two weeks on a paragraph. JBL. No, 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 no. But I, I mean, like in terms of like writing, then rewriting, then editing, and all that. I mean, it's. I'm just saying, not really a professional word rate. Yeah, think about it. Well, fortunately, I got paid a lot of money to do it, <laughs> so uh, it all worked out. You'll make it up on volume. It all That's right. worked That's out. Right. That's good. That's good. Uh, anyway, we're watching too much TV. Is the whole thing? There's too much TV to watch. Too much TV. There's too much. The, the point well, of the true. piece. You the point kids of the piece, get off Sunny's lawn with your streaming box TVs. The point of the piece really is that there's so much TV that it is hard to determine what will last because one of the ways that TV shows become you know, cultural touchstones mm. is by repetition. This is mm. the kind of idea behind. Did you spend any time of your 30 hours working on this piece shining your shoes as a sort of oh, zen yes. like there, thing? Is to... there a particular reason you're being a <laughs> right now? Is there? I'm just trying to. <laughs> just, 844. I'm just trying to figure it out. Because I'm, I'm genuinely hurt because, about the Johnny Ivy is it, thing. Is it, because, is it because I don't remember who that, that, that moron Johnny Ivy is? It's my it, bit. In case you're wondering. hurt by it. The, fact you're wondering, the, the C word Sonny used is not uh, the synonym for rooster. The, it's the other one. The. the <laughs> Well, I'm not beeping it. I'm just letting that one fly. So, uh, no, I, 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 uh, I don't remember who Johnny Ivy is because Johnny Ivy's not an important person to me. Once you started doing the accent, I remembered your dumb bit. Oh wow! Okay. That's why I'm well, hurt. you know, it's early. It's early, and uh, we're still getting started. Okay. Well, you know, next I'm week we're doing on. this show remotely. Uh, yeah. If that's going to so work, we don't even you. need to be. It's this the first. Very it's the first step into our total breakup. Are we? It's doing, like the trial what do you separation. Mean? You're not going. You're not. You're not going to physically be with us. Oh, I thought you guys were going to stay at the Beacon and yeah, I'd be and over here. No, no. We, you, we want you to come over, and then we'll yeah. treat you out to Chipotle afterwards or something. Oh, Chipotle's <laughs> pretty good. And now you can get. You know, you can get everybody. your carnitas. Now you can get your carnitas. I can't do Chipotle. There's too many carbs and stuff involved in it. But you can get non-carb. The bowl, right? Yeah, you get the. You get the bowl. Isn't that can a you do, grotesque? Can you do yeah. rice? I wouldn't do it. No, you can't do rice. Can you do beans? You ta- no. What are you well, talking beans about? Are beans are carbs. Beans are protein. You should do protein that. Protein and carbs. What? <laughs> like rice. What? Huh? That's crazy. Okay, so stick to potatoes. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you, Sonny, for that. We'll move on. Yeah. How about that? Let's How was move your on. weekend, Vic? Um, I've been drinking since Friday. Sort of steadily, <laughs> and oh, right into p- right into the gluttony? show, right into the show. Part of your gluttony, Lenten sacrifice. The, no, it's not. I don't. I, I, drinking. I don't. Uh, gluttony. I think of as food. Drinking is more like whether or not you are social drinking or alcoholism. And I didn't give up alcoholism for 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 Lent. I gave up gluttony. And in terms of the gluttony waste situation, I continue to battle on both fronts. There might have been a baguette involved somewhere, but no carbs know, in those. No, definitely not in a. French white baguette. Um, but no, I've just been drinking for one reason or another via St. Patty's Day where I made a terrific Guinness stew. And Friday, um, Sonny and I had uh, gone out to a lunch with the uh, intern and our- uh, Intern lunch. And with Matt Continetti. And then uh, and then last night, we went over to our in-laws. So uh, where you take them up to the top of the roof and you t- throw the brick that's tied up. Yes, string to them. that's right. That's yeah. right. Very good. Very good old school. Uh, we, uh, I was at the in-laws on Sunday night and, uh, you know, I said, you know, we're just having a little pizza and the kids are going to play nice and easy. And then we had some beers. And the next thing you know, my father-in-law just plops down a bottle of Jack Daniels. So look what I got. And I, well, I'll just have a little bit because I'm driving. So just a little bit. And then as soon as it's done, then a little bit more. Just the tip. 
just you know and and next thing you know the kids are like daddy are you drunk again i said no what are you talking and while you were drinking get in the car a- kids <laughs> did he build you a hoppa while you were drinking Yes, I would, I would. Like you're lying there on the yes, couch, like yes. passed out, and Dr. Yes, Dwyer's little, like, all right, now we're going to finish the <laughs> dental molding on this side. <laughs> yes. So uh, that's uh, what happens. But, you know, my father in law, Dr. Uh, Bob Dwyer, is a cool cat. So thank you very much for dinner. Speaking of cool cats, over the weekend, Black Panther. Wow! Top spot again. I, did, I hope this is it, right? So this good. is it. This is the last transition for Black no. Panther. Oh, really? So. Next week? I don't Very know. I don't know what happens oh. next week. Man, okay. I thought it was Ready Player One, but it's not yet. No, Ready no, Player One. Oh, this ready. Ready. Pacific ready. Rim 2 will probably oh. beat Black mm. Panther. Mm. It, don't, don't, count on, uh, don't count on Gene uh, reviewing Pacific Rim or doing a sort of Pacific Rim job on that. So, Okay, <laughs> took the top spot again with $27 million, followed by Tomb Raider with $23.5 million. And I can only imagine, with $17 million, what is I can only imagine? It's a Christian rock movie. Oh, this is as what you tweeted as I, about. As best as I can tell. You caused a controversy on Twitter. How did, what did you do? What, what, I didn't really. Oh, somebody was quoting you, and there was comments, and then there was a back and forth. You don't uh, even know. I don't know. I don't, I don't really you pay attention to mentions. You can't travel with uh, your mentions. The, it's, I don't, it's some movie about a Christian... Well, I, I called it a Christian rock yes. movie, and apparently someone was like, no, it's Christian contemporary. It's like... Wh- how on earth would I be able to tell the difference between those two? I, I cannot help you. Their music. I mean, it's the just. Christian, I, I, oh, Christian rock people call it Christian. I believe, not that we're not Christian, but you know, we're Catholic. We're which not is a totally. We're not thing. Christian. We're Catholic. <laughs> we are we don't not. Read the Bible? What? Okay. I remember the first time my son asked me, "Are we Christians, Dad?" I said, "Absolutely not. <laughs> we are Roman Catholic." <laughs> we answered to a Roman <laughs> dictator, please. Um, okay, so that's what I can only imagine is. Okay. Yeah. For, and then it, here we go. In fourth place is A Wrinkle in Time. Is that good? Well, it has a, t- a two-week cube of $500 million. No. Okay. It has a two-week. It's $16.5 million for the week for a two-week total of $61 million. It was a 50% drop. What's happening there? I believe, if you recall, in our predictions episode that we did around New Year's time, my prediction was, I said, take it to the bank. Wrinkle in Time is going to flop. Oh. Right. Boom. Done. Surely the foreign grosses will pick it up, though. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love it in China. Oprah's huge in China. In China. Uh, yeah. This fi- well, a 50% drop isn't bad, but it just didn't start very well. It's mm-hmm. it's not going to hold it. It, it is an undisclosed movie. budget, right? An undisclosed it is, budget. Yeah, well, it, it's over $100 million. Oh. I mean, it's it, it, they, they need this movie to make $300 million or so to break even. It's not going to make that much money. Um, and it's not going to make anywhere close to that much money. I, I mean, it's going to do Tomorrowland numbers, and it's going to be a Will Tomorrowland. gross Peter the Rabbit. I don't know what, how much Peter Rabbit. I think has, that has uh, crossed the hundred million dollar mark. Has Peter, Peter Rabbit, Rabbit grossed more than hundred million dollars? Jesus! All because uh, of Donald no. Gleeson. No, no, no. I, I don't think. I, I mean, I would be very surprised if it crosses a hundred million. I, I think ninety is probably a. A safer target. Peter range. Rabbit, one oh two. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> good for that it. Is I mean, good, good for good for Donald Gleason. I, I'm a big fan of his. Okay. Hey, Red Sparrow has just died too, despite mm-hmm. the fact that it looked mm-hmm. kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and yeah. Jumanji. Jumanji crossed four hundred million dollars this weekend. Oh, yup. Yep. Wow. I mean, that movie 
could not stop. I mean, it's grossed almost a billion dollars worldwide. It's very close. It's like nine thirty or nine forty, something like that. So uh, which is I that is like the biggest surprise that I can think of in recent recent. I'm memory. sorry, no, no. The biggest surprise is that the Greatest Showman is knocking <laughs> on the door of one seventy. No, that's not that. I mean, that's not as big a surprise as Jumanji doing for uh, that's a, a billion pretty big dollars. Surprise! The Greatest Showman was not designed to be a movie that. It's a movie. That, it was a movie it? that was designed. Ooh, to, do you know anybody who saw this? Well, no. no. I always get the sense that the Greatest Showman is a Baz Luhrmann production, but it's it not. Looks it looks kind of like it. it. Yeah. Well, it's a musical, right? Yeah. And it's a, yeah. a thing. By the way, if you go to Vegas, there's a Baz Luhrmann show. Like you, like go a Baz Luhrmann, yeah. like a like a one of the Cirque du Soleil shows. Yes. Yeah, really? and it's like the best of Baz Luhrmann. God, and so it's that's like the every... saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> And it's like I, I assume it's all the hits from like uh, Moulin Rouge and which are just other songs. Boom. Yeah, they're just they're just famous songs from other other things. There's a lot of copyright going on. Can I on throw there? one yeah. other thing at you? JVL, the Hurricane Heist sitting in number fifteen mm-hmm. with a per theater average of four fifty two. Ooh, how what's its what's its cum? Uh, its cum is. Five million. <laughs> that, is that movie looked like a parody movie. It looked mm-hmm. like a Sharknado. I could not believe that that was getting a major, wide theatrical release. When and my... with a real director, right? I mean, this is. This is uh, I saw a trailer for it. So when, it was Rob from the Cohen. It's... Rob Cohen, who it's... directed oh. the first. Yeah, it's from Fast and from Furious, the Fast right? and Furious guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I walked Whoa. out of Black Panther with my son after the movie ended, and the door was open to the other theater, and all this noise is coming. I look in, and I just see wind and rain, and I said, what is this movie? And it was Hurricane Heist, mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody was in there. Um, quickly, checks out. Yes. Math checks out. <laughs> uh, if, we, uh, if we could talk about Tomb Raider, the reboot, my, I, I forgot to ask. Who asked for the reboot? Who thought, oh, we need to do this again? Well, it's fascinating, too, because if you look at the numbers on this, this reboot opened to half of what the previous Tomb Raider movie opened to, uh-huh. and it uh, and, and that was not actually a very good opening either. I mean, it just the, the, this movie is, is, is not really asked for by anyone. Uh, you know, uh, I, there, there is a question to be answered about whether or not you can make a a video game movie that is both good and commercially successful mm-hmm. I think the answer is yes I'm not one of these naysayers who says like it is an art form that can't doesn't translate to movies blah, blah. but I but I like I the there we we've yet to really see one I mean the Resident Evil franchise would be uh-huh. like the big yeah. counter to this yeah. but yeah I mean you think about the you know there's the the trend now of uh video games that become movies and uh it goes all the way back to i think tron was the first one wasn't it? tron wasn't a video game first it was a it was a movie that was about video games and was sure. turned into a video game. was turned was into there. a video game. sunny i was there at the time in my mind you were in flynn's arcade I was, I was there at the arcade playing and it became a movie in my mind it was also disney i think if i'm if i recall was. that yeah. great actor by the way who plays the villain the english fella who is also in? Um, oh yeah, ah, he's a great guy. Uh, he's been in so many things from yeah. you know Titanic and everything else. Yeah. He's a wonderful David. David something. I'm, I can't believe I forget it. Um, you know what I had as a. Uh, a lot of times it'll be movies that turn into video games, as you say, um, ET. Uh, but one of the uh, things that I remember I had for ColecoVision War Games. Yes. How did it work? Was <laughs> it, was it just like, you're just basically running Whopper? No, you're playing. No, they, they didn't do that. Although the opening, you know, they have a thing say, you know, good morning or whatever. Professor Falcon, do you want to play a game? And then uh, you're basically looking at the map of the United States, and you are trying to block incoming uh, missiles, bombers, and subs. 
and it's just toggling between six grid, like it's a grid mm-hmm. toggling it between six sectors. And then, but there was a time limit, and if you could survive without everything being blown up, then that was the end of the game. That Shouldn't was... it just be mission, mission control, mission command? What was the one with Norad. the trackball? Oh. oh yeah, mission, yeah, yeah. Missile, command. missile command, missile, missile, missile command, missile command. Missile. That would have been the easier way to do it, but yeah. you know, the technology did not exist at the time for the home. Console, uh, yeah, I assume. Probably. Okay. Um, but now that I'll, we've gone, now, now that, that we've <laughs> wandered our way down <laughs> the box Good office luck. charts, we've practically killed twenty minutes on this. Good. Um, speaking of wandering all the way down the box office charts, down in nineteenth place was the death of Stalin, uh, which was only in thirty-two theaters. Right. Well, it had. It also had the second highest per theater average. Per the theater. the only one that was yeah. that was higher than that was in mm-hmm. four theaters this week. Okay. So. And JVL, I know you did not see it. Sonny, I know you saw it. I tried to see it. I drove into the city, and the only place it was playing is at the landmark East Street Cinema. And I said, you know what? It's like uh, 10.45 in the morning on a Sunday. I can find parking on the street. I did not find parking on the street anywhere. The next thing you know, I'm at the MC, uh, the MC, I said, the uh, Capital One Arena. And then the next thing you know, I'm towards the Treasury Department. <laughs> and then I'm all the way up There's towards a- New York Avenue. And I do not want to use the garages. Sonny, you're getting very exasperated here, it and I do five dollars. No, 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 no. Get this. Ready for this? It was like seven. They were charging seventeen dollars for the garage on E Street, and they say if the go- movie goes over two hours, it's thirty-four dollars. The movie. Oh, forget that. The it's mo- had a principle. The movie didn't g- doesn't go over two hours. It's an hour and forty minutes. Uh, the it trailers are twenty minutes. Yeah, but I, mm-hmm. depending what time and, you and show it, I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, out of principle, you get you see <laughs> okay, your movies well, for I'm free. Gl- I'm glad that you. I'm glad you, that you, you didn't. I'm glad that you didn't see the movie. So we a lot of money. So we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we, we can't really talk about it. So that's great. I'm, well, I'm good at listening. I'm glad that you, I'm glad <laughs> that you didn't want to spend a very small amount of money so we could it's uh, do the show and do it well. Not worth that's it for, great. I mean, you know what? Not worth it for this show. Okay. Not worth it for this show in which you see movies for free. How much money, how much money do you spend when you uh, go Normally up to New York to have to dinner <laughs> with that's, the chef? Excuse me, that's very personal. That's and very I'm just personal. curious what, you? what, yeah, yeah so. How dare you? Yeah, so good. I'm glad that we can You know what, but that's. That's not the show. I get more enjoyment than uh-huh. than sitting okay. there looking for parking. Okay, so you don't um, have to look for parking. There's a garage right there. Not they spending. have a garage right spending. there. It's not seventeen dollars too. Yeah, it's like nine dollars no, or something. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, so you, you um, know you can get you can get late. You by get the time the, they prove me wrong, the show's the, already out. You know you can get you the you now. get the you get the parking validated. And yes. and yes. then you don't have to I pay know. the I full read, rate. You I understand read, how parking validation that. works, right? I, re- I read that on the website, and they said uh-huh. that we can validate your parking, but if it goes over two hours, it's like twenty four dollars or whatever. Okay. It's like forget that. Okay, tell us about this movie. No. <laughs> okay. Well, we ha- oh wow twenty three twelve. We have otherwise that's it. You have to twelve. You have to tell us. Can't even. Look oh at the no, it's, right. I can't see it from here. Uh, okay. Okay. We were gonna. Are oh, we gonna talk about it? Yeah, we have to. I hope so. Uh, the Death of Stalin Go is it. is uh, it's a dark comedy, black comedy from Armando Iannucci, who is the creator of Veep uh, and the director of In the Loop. He is kind of the master of the modern bureaucratic uh, uh, comedy. He like he he looks at the the institutions in which power rests and kind of pokes fun at them. And what institution is more funny than Stalin's gulags? Uh, it, but but it, you, 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 it's, it, it sounds like the sort of thing that wouldn't be funny at all, but it is. It's hilarious because, A, bureaucracy is inherently funny. B, totalitarianism is inherently funny. There's a, the, the whole concept of Dumblethink is a, is a, is a humorous 
contradiction in terms. Uh, so it, he 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 has put together what is probably one of the darkest and funniest films I've ever seen. But it's it is so dark, it is so black that it was like not laugh out loud funny. It's it's cringe humor. There's a lot of like ooh. Uh, it is about the death of Stalin. Stalin. Uh, at the beginning of the film is live and you kind of understand the horror of living under his regime when he asks for a recording of a the 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 night on which we we begins uh, um, uh, a musical performance and the conductor kind of has to run around and re-perform it and actually tape it and you know get it get it to Stalin so he won't he won't kill everyone he won't kill everyone involved which, which, does. which is was a yeah. thing that happened yeah. in the Soviet Union yeah. uh, and he, we kind of cross, we cross cut between that and a dinner of Stalin and his his cronies. He is uh, having dinner with Khrushchev and uh, Malenkov and Beria, and you know, kind of like the upper echelon of the Soviet elite. And they 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 have to kind of remember who is alive and who is dead, who has been you know exiled to the gulags, who is. Uh, and it, it is it's hilarious. I mean, it's it is a comedy that is based entirely on the fact that when you give somebody the power to end all life. Mm-hmm. Instantly, without any question or compunction, uh, you you have created an absurd, uh, uh, well, absurd and evil, but also absurd system, and it is it, that absurdity is where the humor comes from. I love this movie. I thought it was great. Uh, I the thing I really like that Ianucci does. Ianucci, Ianucci. I don't know, but the thing he does that I love is uh, that I love is that he he just lets the actors kind of talk in their normal accents like there's no effort to make everybody sound russian uh steve buscemi has kind of a kind of a ratty boardwalk empire new york new jersey thing Basically going on being himself right uh and the british actors all play their their jason isaacs plays uh plays zhukov uh general zhukov as like a as kind of like a bro kind Is of like funny? a Jason Isaacs, because yeah. he's yeah. great at everything he's, else yes. he's ever fantastic. done. I've never seen him be funny. Him. He's fantastic. Uh, but even in movies where he's playing like kind of scary, he's usually funny. There's like a anyway. Uh, he's great. Um, the the guy who plays Stalin, whose name escapes me, uh, he plays him as kind of like a uh, I don't want to say Cockney thug because that's not quite right. But he's like a character out of a Guy Ritchie movie. He's a thug. He's like he's like he's a brick top. He's 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 like a a a, a uh, just like a British crook, and that's but scary. I mean, it's like it's very much like Bricktop. He would have fit perfectly in in into the the crew of Snatch. Yeah. Um, I uh, I love this movie. I I hope more people see it. I hope it expands. I'm guessing it probably won't because the number of people who are like, I want to go watch a comedy about Soviet Russia, uh, is is small. But but well, you know, does it's hard to much, pull that off. I how think. much does it presume that you have some working knowledge? Of Soviet Russia, I think the only thing it really which presumes, nobody under the age of thirty even knows this is really the, well. This the is the pressing point. So, yeah. uh, I think it presumes that you know who Stalin is. That Stalin is like the leader of Russia or the Soviet Union. Um, but I also don't think you need a working knowledge. Like I, I had f- totally forgotten that Malenkov succeeded Stalin, yeah. for instance. Uh, and at the the end of the movie, spoiler alert, that is. <laughs> That kind of succession, but uh, who's played by a great, who's played by George Bluth, uh, Malenkov <laughs> is, that is a fantastic. Problem? It's it, I mean, he, and he plays it like George Bluth too, like or kind of an, a combination of George and Oscar Bluth, like kind of Oscar Bluth at the beginning and more George Bluth at the end. Um, Are we allowed to find him funny? 
still? Yes. Jeffrey Tambor? I think, that's, I think it's okay. Is it okay? Well, we're allowed sure? to. We're allowed been, to because we don't hasn't care. Hasn't he been literally airbrushed out of the movie He was. Well, no, this was so this the was most a funny, Stalin-esque thing this was, <laughs> this was a very funny uh, controversy. Uh, so Jeffrey Tambor, of course, has gotten into trouble because he touched a uh, assistant or gr- grinded on a, a actress or something. Uh, during trans. During um, the transparent. Transparent. Um, yeah. And uh, he, so he's been fired from that show. And he, and, and after he was fired, they literally uh, replaced him on the poster for the movie about Stalin with somebody else in a, in a, what I can, I, what I have to hope is some sort of self-aware marketing campaign. I like, I just, I have to, because if you, if you, if you're making a movie about Stalin and you're literally airbrushing political uh, uh, malcontents out of the the way I just it's, amazing, like, right? it's 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 too perfect to not be some sort of tongue in cheek uh, marketing campaign. Um, anyway, I forget where we were. What, you were talking, what about, we were talking you, about. You liked it. You liked well, it. No, I was but you don't how much you need to know it. about oh, this. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Is this is this like so Shakespeare in Love? Tom Stoppard's big genius about it is a movie that flatters the audience always, and it's funny. I would say if you know a little bit about Shakespeare, but the more Shakespeare you know, the funnier it is. But it's written in such a way that you always think that you are at the bottom layer of the onion. You always think that there is, you know, I know quite a lot about Shakespeare. I've gotten all of these jokes and there's always more. Is that the way this functions? Where the, the more you actually know about Soviet history, the, I think the funnier it is? I think there's definitely some of that. Uh, but I f- frankly don't know a ton about World War II era uh, Soviet history, World War II, early Cold War. It would have been nice to have somebody who has oh. a, literally a whole f***ing bookshelf full of <laughs> Russian, in rare Russian books uh, who, had, who had seen right it down the time. and could have... 28, 2850. You guys don't have to say the time. I know what the time is. That ruins the uh, tradition. Even though you are anyway, a sound engineer. Anyway. I, I will give you two points of absurdity that uh, actually, you know, true and point to Sonny, this. Sonny, he had to save the $7. <laughs> He wouldn't want to spend that. Principle. Wouldn't want to spend it's that nine dollars. It would have been son of a doctor, not the son of a hedge fund manager. <laughs> it's not it's like it's 20... not like you could have expensed that mm, to whom? Here, pick one. You could have done <laughs> it either <laughs> way. Oh. We are not touching that subject. Uh, anyway, uh, two points of absurdity. One is uh, it is true. Um, uh, I believe uh, some substandard listeners can correct me. I'm pretty sure it was General Timoshenko after. Uh, Operation Barbarossa and the Germans invaded Russia. Of course, Stalin was caught completely by surprise, and he had by that point liquidated something like 37,000 of his own officers. And so he's scrambling around looking for who can get to the front lines in terms of leadership. And uh, one of the important generals, one of the very smart generals, uh, was, I believe it was Timoshenko, but he was in prison. So they had to release him from the prison so he can, you know, serve his captors in, in war. And Stalin meets with Timoshenko, and then he asks him, where have you been all this time? And then he said, I've been in prison. And Stalin apparently said, well, find time for you to be there, he says. You know, so there's that craziness. And then the other story is about, you know, these parties that, I mean, Sonny um, uh, alludes to this, where they, you know, Stalin and Beria and all of his other cronies hanging out and drinking and the whole thing. And, and at one of these parties with Molotov, Vyacheslav Molotov, who was the foreign minister, um, things get so out of you know, hand and crazy and they're drinking a lot. Uh, at some point there's dancing and Stalin is dancing with Molotov and sort of the absurdity of it and asking about how are things going, how is, this, how is your wife? Well, you know, uh, you put her in prison. So Molotov's wife 
had been imprisoned by Stalin, and yet St- he is serving Stalin as foreign minister. It's, this is absurd. Yeah, he's just crazy Uncle Joe. Crazy Uncle, yeah, crazy Uncle Joe. That's right. Um, so two thoughts. One was, you know, can they pull this off? Because if you do something about can i can i just inter- interject Sonny, please. briefly i'm sorry uh, one of the things one of the controversies that surrounded this film upon its release in britain was uh there peter hitchens uh the ah. brother of christopher wrote a wrote a uh, column that was said it was a disgusting movie that it shouldn't shouldn't be made oh. it's, there's nothing funny about this mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and there's a sub point that he made that i think is fair which is that there has not been a great movie made about the stalinist purges there has not right. been a great movie made about uh, Russian excesses on this front. Um, right. y- you have you have the lives of others, but that's mm-hmm. about the, the show the, trials. That's, that's about Germany. Oh, no, no, but, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. there is no there is no great cinematic telling of the horror of life under Stalin, and I mm-hmm. think that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. I think that's a totally fair mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change the fact that this is a funny movie. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. that totalitarianism again is kind of premised on this idea. Uh, that what the leader says is the truth no matter what, no matter how ridiculous things are around you. And that ridiculousness mm-hmm. is inherently funny. There's a there's a great documentary called Hammer and Tickle, which is uh, which is a, about the jokes that the communists used to tell each other living under the USSR. Yes. And it is like, look, if they could find humor in it, then we can find humor in it. And uh, I think speaking, there's... Speaking, speaking of which, you know, the former uh, late art director of the Weekly Standard, Lev Nisnevich. Oh, boy. May he rest in peace. He told many jokes, most of which are not appropriate oh for boy. this uh, podcast. But Sonny, can you put your hand on the bleep button? No, but no, no, no. But this what he. But he used to tell the old Soviet joke. He said it was, you know, um, in Russia the joke was what to do in case of nuclear attack, and he said the answer is wrap yourself in bedsheet and crawl to cemetery. Why crawl? To prevent a panic. That was it. That was the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're I just mean, okay. Is, yeah. Do we know even which order side all Lev the way had to been on? What? Do we know which side Lev had been on? He was young at the time. I thought. Well, he of course was also. Um, um, he he was he was a Russian Jewish immigrant and oh okay he, yeah I didn't realize yeah. he was a, a okay so he yeah. was one of the good guys Jew. then who yeah. got out he was the Russian Jew he eventually ended up in uh, Italy and then from Italy to New York um, and he was a limo driver. Did you know that? I didn't he, know he, that. He, he drove around Mick Jagger. Anyway, um, but uh, yes, but it is. That's a good question. That's a good point about sort of the appropriateness because nothing has been done about, you know. That I mean, as opposed to the Holocaust, right? You know what right. I mean, you could do that yeah, because yeah, yeah. we've had other things. Although, again, it's really interesting when you think about Mel Brooks um, having done, you know, the producers is one, but also um, the movie he did the remake of the um, the movie To Be or Not to Be uh, that I believe had Carol Lombard in it and Jack Benny. And To Be or Not To Be is my favorite of the Mel Brooks movies. And that totally makes fun of, again, you know, sort of the idiocy of the Nazis. Charles Durning plays a great chief of Gestapo. If you haven't seen this movie, it's a great remake. I think Brooks won uh, an Oscar for uh, adapted screenplay or something like that. And uh, and his wife um, uh, was Anne Bancroft plays, you know, they're, they're in Poland. And so it's Charles Durning as chief of Gestapo. And his right-hand man, Schultz, is played by uh, Christopher Lloyd. And they have a great back and forth. And Charles Durning is so good because he's rattling off in sort of the fake German accent, you know, yelling instructions and orders, and he's terrific. Um, And, of course, people will say Hogan's Heroes, and that's even weirder because that's only 20 years out from the end of World War II that they were doing a movie where it's a comedy set in a concentration camp, which is something that you could not do now, but for some reason 20 years 
you know, just after the event, you could do it then. We could make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> On Netflix. And uh, John Banner, of course, whose uh, family, you know, was killed in the Holocaust. And as a substandard listener pointed out, Robert Clary, who plays the French guy, I think he was a concentration camp survivor doing a comedy about, you know, um, a labor camp. So that it was a different was, time. It was a different time. Do you have any Bob Crane stories you'd like to share, Beck? <laughs> the only Bob Crane story I uh, will share. Mm, let me think about this. Because you know a lot about Bob Crane. Well, you know, he was big into photography. Was he? Yes, he was. And I might have mentioned this on the Substandard before. He was big into photography, so much so that he just kept it at some point. There was so much, so many pictures that he just kept them in like the back seat of his car. Like landscape? Know, piling up. It was just piling Still in the back lives. seat. And he was, you know, he had become friends with um, his fellow Nature. actor from Hogan's Heroes, Richard Dawson. And, you know, Dawson's oh. notoriously this this great swordsman, if you will. And he says, hey, you know, check out these photos I have in my car. He brings them over to his car and shows them. Ansel the Adams type stuff. Yes. And uh, so shocking that even Dawson was like, uh, I got to go. He's <laughs> like, I can't hang out with this guy. I mean, it was that crazy. Um, so that's the only Bob Crane story I have. Um, okay. Uh, other questions for uh, you both, uh, gentlemen, regarding the movie um, is uh, the accent or no accent. So you said this works probably uh, because we have, uh, uh, the movie has no, uh, it works better that way as opposed to the yeah. fake accents. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, I, I, I mean, there's always that weird thing where like British English Mm-hmm. Becomes the the default the foreign, foreign accent. Yeah. So like I'm in the, fine with that. By the, the way. movie, the movie conspiracy, a TV movie mm-hmm. uh, on HBO about the the kind of final solution, the plan bringing another. It has all these British actors mm-hmm. talking about this German crime, yeah. and it's like it's it. There's it, it, I don't I don't mind that exactly, but it, there is some weird you know incongruity there. Uh, I actually I I really just prefer what what. Uh, Iannucci has done in this movie where he just he just lets them go and do their their natural voice question Sean Connery in the hunt for October is he affecting a Russian accent or is he just being his old British self you know what you know I've never really I've never really been able I, don't, I assume I, 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 I've always kind of just assumed I, it was Scottish I think Sam Neill is doing Russian and Sean Connery says I'm gonna do what I want I think but uh, the other one was do you remember that movie K-19 Widowmaker yeah sure Harrison Ford doing Russian accent mm-hmm. a little weird a little awkward. Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Ah. That's, a, you know, that's why she went into director jail for a while. That was <laughs> because a, of that movie? That was a big bomb. No, it was I, a very I, expensive movie. did not I gross think, very much. But you think about Conspiracy. Uh, with the You wrote about that at the time it first came out for the, the Daily The Brian Standard. Singer movie. Yes. No, that no, wasn't no, the Brian Singer movie. Yeah, that Conspiracy was on HBO. That was with um, Are you thinking Stanley of, Tucci. And, are you thinking about uh, Valkyrie? Yes, I was thinking about Valkyrie. Yeah. Now, we'll jump to Valkyrie first. And Valkyrie... Um, I think Tom Cruise is just Tom, Tom Cruise, right? Is he talking with a German accent? No, no, no. no I think it works better that way. Yeah, works better that way. Okay, good. Um, because I mean, they're yeah. not speaking German; mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. just speaking mm-hmm. English. Mm-hmm. Just speak English. Yes, that's right. Just, and and in terms of performances, Sonny, you said uh, Jeffrey Tambor is great. All things considered, yeah, every, and, everyone and in this Jason movie is Isaac. very good. Steve everyone. Buscemi, are you a Buscemi fan? Of course, I've been a Buscemi fan. Who's not a Buscemi right? fan? There's nobody on this planet who's not a Steve Buscemi fan, and if they are, we should send them to the gulag, <laughs> put them in the prison camps. Ouch. Uh, uh, favorite Buscemi performance? Uh, ooh, I hadn't really thought about that. Sorry, uh, one spot. JVL, Reservoir Dogs, Armageddon. <laughs> no, is that wrong? You could say that. Is that wrong? On this show, totally you're allowed. Reasonable. You're allowed. I'm going to say Tony Blundetto. I was, uh, huh? God damn it. 
I would say then if I can't do that season of The Sopranos, I will go with his uh, very brief appearance in Billy Madison. Oh, yes. <laughs> always, a rem- always a reminder. Be nice to kids you might have been mean to. Um, and speaking of being nice to kids, I wanted to give a shout out to, by the way, our uh, Washington Free Beacon uh, intern and substandard listener, Graham Pirro goes to Georgetown and he is a senior uh, and he is heading as all seniors do on their last semester going to the big diplomatic ball. I'm, why am I looking at JVL? I shouldn't be looking at JVL. I'm just going to look. I'll look at the monitor and say that he's what time is it? I'm sorry. It's 39, 33. Uh, go f- yourself. <laughs> and he's going to the dip ball, but that's black tie, right? He's got to wear a tux. So you know what he did? He went to the Black Tux and got the substandard discount. Yay! So just smart. He, did. he really smart. did. Yeah, so just a reminder, you know, everyone wants to look as great as their date at a wedding or a special event. Trouble is, there's no way you want to spend the amount of time or money she did shopping for her outfit. The BlackTux.com is your answer with high-quality rental suits and tuxedos delivered to your doorstep. The Black Tux is the easy way for guys to rent suits and tuxedos online. The Black Tux lets you create your look or choose from tons of stylist-selected outfits. Suits usually retail for $1,200, but at the Black Tux, they start at just $95. Expert customer care has your back every step of the way, completely done online. With the Black Tux free home try-on, you can see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event. If anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will send you a free replacement right away. When your event's over, just drop your rental back in the mail. Shipping is free both ways. To get $20 off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com slash substandard. That's theblacktux.com slash substandard for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux, premium rental suits and tuxedos, delivered. So, do we have any other thoughts on um, black comedies? Yes. I have a ranking. Yes. Good. JVL. Go for it. Number three, Boomerang. Number two, I'm going to get you, sucker. Number one, Coming to America. <laughs> okay. Explain how that's a black comedy. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that not what we were doing? JVL. Is that wrong? JVL. You got me. That's why we should have <laughs> gone with dark comedy. The first thing I thought was Boomerang. What is that movie about? I'm thinking about Boomerang. I'm like, what? what? You're insane. It to the On the other hand, I would say that I'm going to get you, sucker, is criminally underrated. No, that's. I, I think it's that properly movie. rated. People love that movie. I think people love that Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. I guarantee you, if we walked out of here and I went and talked to my kids and said, I'm going to get you, sucker, go, they would all go, what? They wouldn't know. How much for a rib? How much for a rip? Chris Rock. What, what, what if you just put, the, put, put it in my, my hands? Hand. Put my hand. so okay. great. Very I have good. a question for you. Yeah. Yes, JVL. I was thinking about black comedies, mm-hmm. and it's a very short list that I was able to come up with. Would you put Pulp Fiction on the list? What is Pulp Fiction? Well, it's definitely we're, we're dark. 20 well, is, years post-Pulp Fiction. It's extremely dark. And I could not... I could not categorize it well, for you as to well, what the genre that movie well, Pulp belongs Fiction, in. Pulp Fiction is a canon breaker, right? That it like it exists it beyond really is, genres. Isn't it? Is it really? Uh, it, well, like, it's a little over twenty now. It's, it's like yeah. Oh yeah, it's like almost twenty five. Yeah, Came okay. out in ninety four. All right. We'll and I, it's, it's beyond. Category, you cannot categorize that movie. No, it's a. It is. It is a thing unto itself. We were channel surfing the other night, and then Kate and I stopped watching it. It was the end of Pulp Fiction. Does it hold up? 
Oh, it's, it's very great. weird. It's great. I, I think it's so. Great. It's great. Okay. And it's also a great TV movie because you can because it's so episodic, you can turn it on oh, for yeah. you, you gotta get the cursing to able to capture the full I flavor. I didn't of, say it was a yeah. well, oh, okay. It's a good cable movie. Not basic cable, like cable cable. It's a good HBO movie. It's a good HBO movie. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's a good okay. movie to see. You yeah. can pop on. It's a good streaming movie. I mean one day we'll do maybe there's oh, you mentioned black uh you mentioned coming to America, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'd say one of the funniest lines of all time from that movie, and that's why I, I love coming to America, is when uh, I believe the line is, you might remember him as Joe the Policeman in the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. I think that's, <laughs> that's doesn't get any better. It does that's not get better good. than that, because I used to watch that show, That's My Mama. Okay. Are black yeah. comedies typically funny to you guys? Well, so this is a question I was I was thinking about when I was at coming up with an actual you know kind of ordering of these things, right? Like, you have... You have the movies that are black comedies that are like mocking something lighthearted, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So like Bad Santa, for instance. It's like right. having fun with Christmas. That's a yeah. black comedy. It's also very funny. It's, yeah. you know. But then you have uh, you have like the kind of social satires, right? Dr. Strangelove. Dr. Strangelove is like the quintessential black comedy or American Psycho, right? Uh, that's a, that is also, that is Ooh. both a satire and a black comedy. And, and, um, or Idiocracy. I would say Idiocracy is another kind of movie that is both very funny but also dark commentary uh, yeah. of what yeah of our current present <laughs> the life the world in which we live is it black i guess mm-hmm. i i don't view that as the black part of the comedy i just view it as satire and funny in the same way that like i've i've i idiocracy is definitely a dark comedy though it's is definitely it? a black comedy i would say it's okay. you don't think it's dark i i didn't find it particularly dark okay that's okay okay uh, but yes, then you have, sorry. but oh, all right. Would Please. you say? Do you think Brazil is a dark comedy? Yes. So Brazil is a dark comedy. Brazil but clearly dark. Also a satire. Yes. Uh, uh, do you think that the comedy overwhelms the satire? I mean, I, I I think it's basically a perfect movie. I love Brazil. I watch it once a year. Um, I hate it. You hate it. Hate it. Hate hate Terry Gilliam. I don't. Oh, think you hate Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam movie. I like. But but really? I but, so I simply wanted to. I asked this only so I could try Including to put the a bon- Monty quarter. Python movies. Monty Python Quest no, for the Holy Grail. Not, Do you hate not, that? No, because he co-directed no. that. Love, love, love Holy Grail. Okay. I like his auteur uh, movie. My question is the Lobster. Is what I was trying to, to get to. Because okay. I wanted to see if I could get your reaction to like the Lobster and what happens when you wind up in an overly earnest dark comedy yeah. like that uh, it works for you. Vic, do you know about The mm, Lobster? Mm, mm. Do you want to Colin Farrell, it, it's a oh, a yeah. future which is totally Sorry. like the present where everybody has to have a boyfriend or girlfriend and if you have broken up with, you have 40 days to find true love and if you don't, then you go to the special institute <laughs> and you get turned into an animal but you get to choose the animal you want to become. <laughs> Ta da! It's like the most independent well, spirit. Well, no, no, I don't. Do you actually get movie. to choose the animal yeah. you become? I thought you. I thought no. you like no, just you become choose. the animal. You get to choose that most represents what you are. I can't remember. You oh, choose. Um, oh. mm. I don't know that the lobster. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I don't like that director. I don't like that director. Uh, so he also made Killing of a Sacred Deer, which was like a big indie movie last year, and it's this pure cubic kitsch knockoff that is. Uh, that is Yorgos Yorgos Latimos. He he he. You're like a real movie critic. He he uh. He, Looks like he's on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Hmm. I just don't. I don't like what he does with his performers, which is he he moves them around in this very mannered sort of way. And in it, it's like it's like 
uh, it's like a dulled down Wes Anderson. I just don't, I don't, I don't care for it. I don't like what he does. Uh, so I, I don't really think consider or I, I i don't think the lobster i almost called it consider the lobster i don't think the lobster <laughs> that's a great it, essay it, it is uh, i don't think the lobster is uh is a dark comedy because i don't think it's particularly funny okay fair we but, just cut this whole lobster part out of the show if you like we yeah, sort of meandered i don't care takes i'm done edit i've nothing okay. else to say spirit of the week is bushbill's irish honey since it's just a couple days after saint patrick's day uh sonny you uh you had some apprehensions you didn't know what spirit i was bringing what did you fear when we were on our way here what do you think i was going to bring over well you pulled that bottle out i thought oh. it was tequila <laughs> no uh, earlier than what you thought i said something light for the morning and i think you yeah. said bacardi what was it bacardi 151 <laughs> 151 yeah. which you've had which you've yeah, had of course and, and that is um, i did go to college yes and, and that is uh, i remember that from spring breaks because you would put you know like recipes were like yellow bird and whatever it is they call it and those are all 151 um and that is as you know uh firsthand that's flammable or is that uh yeah so exactly yeah. uh yeah. things that that burns <laughs> was it no it was a, a guy you know who got his face right who did a uh, well i saw it I, it's not a guy i knew i just saw a guy mm. take a flaming shot to the face and it just burned it's like uh, two face he's <laughs> literally he was literally like two face just the whole just left right, side of his yeah. head. The worst part is he was actually they were Hamburger. they were they were flipping. Right? They had quarters. They were playing quarters, and so it was very fitting for him to be two faced. Uh, yeah, the quarter. And uh, your hand? Did you hurt your hand once on a flaming? But that uh, wasn't. Well, no, it, it was, was funny. That? Yeah. It was, well, somebody spilled a flaming shot on me, and the, the like little flame went all the way across the table, including across my hand. And I just like <laughs> patted it out real quick. So I didn't actually get burnt, but it was it was a, a scary thing. scary moment. I don't want to find out for myself. That's very scary. Um, okay, corrections, additions. Uh, I have two. Um, so last week's episode, JVL said he didn't think Charles Bronson was in The Great Escape. We've heard this a million times on Twitter now. Sorry, everybody. Yes, he was. He was Danny the Tunnel King. Um, I personally keep getting mixed up between The Great Escape and Escape from Alcatraz because the escape from Alcatraz was also pretty great. Anyway. Moving right along, um, a good friend of mine has uh, written a book available on Amazon Kindle. It's called Bleed Out When Reason Dies. It's 99 cents. So come on. It's 99 cents. Uh, the author name is Strawn Bowman, which is a pen name. He's an ex-Marine. He knows what he's talking about. So again, check it out. That's when Re- Bleed Out When Reason Dies, starring Steven Seagal. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's not starring Steven Seagal. Is this like your Blue Duck Tavern? Yeah. No, no, no. This is a uh, I sure family hope they, I sure friend. Hope, yeah, I sure hope this was uh, you know paid for, this advertisement. Okay. Um, that's all the time we are giving to this really unique episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorino Mattis, at Sunny Bunch. At JB Last. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard on a podcast. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time. Uh, a few weekends ago, I had a lovely dinner with some neighbors, friends of ours, um, and they told us... Was there an ice storm? You're not going to believe this. So, it's funny you should mention that. Um, uh, apparently, they say... They said, oh, yeah, you know what's crazy? They said out in, like, Ashburn, Virginia, that area, they say that it's like this, you know, known thing out there that, you know, there are parents who have kids who are swingers out there. 
and like it's a thing that's happening. And I'm like, okay, I'm sure it's not just there then. I mean, it's got to be other places too. And we were like, oh my gosh, that's so insane and scary and crazy. And I said, I want to make sure I avoid those parties. Where's the address? And uh, <laughs> I want to make sure I don't go I there. I want to make sure I don't go there. And what's the secret knock? Because I don't want to accidentally do the secret Fidelio. knock. Fidelio. Doesn't your brother-in-law live in Ashburn? No, no. He's out in Gore. He's out, he's out in Gore. I'm sorry. He's, he's out. He's out. So there, how did yeah. they, how did your neighbors, your friends bring it up? Were they just they like, boy, you know, these people, they do some crazy <laughs> things. I mean, I would totally be doing, kidding, just kidding. Not kidding. Totally kidding. I mean, can you imagine that? It's just nuts. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Vic, you've been working out? And I said, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. 